everybody welcome to another episode of the goat debate podcast this is episode number 14 of the goat debate podcast so glad that you guys are joining us meech and dares here with you for another exciting episode if you're listening live or watching live on facebook what's up getting ready to have another exciting night another exciting debate dares how are you feeling First, how are you feeling in general? <laughs> and how are you feeling about tonight's episode? Tired. I'm tired, Stokes. I'm real, <laughs> real tired. Been uh burning the candles at both ends, but you know, we're gonna get to talk about one of my favorite peoples tonight. So I'm I'm excited about that. One one of your favorite? Did you say peoples with with yeah. with an S? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. my peoples. Oh, your peoples. Okay, gotcha. I'm gonna say you sound like my three year old. She's always mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, we're gonna go see peoples." I'm like, "I know we're gonna go see people," but um, yeah. So tonight, we're so glad that you're joining us on this episode of the Goat Debate. Last week, we we introduced Tribes Choice, where we took suggestions from our great group of listeners that we have dubbed the Tribe. And we took their suggestions and we are debating them on episodes of the podcast. So last week we debated the best chocolate candy, which was an interesting debate. We gave a lot of fun facts and things that I don't think people knew about uh, chocolate candy. We dug way too deep into it, but uh, it made for a good podcast episode. And tonight we're taking another Tribe's Choice suggestion. We put a little twist on it. Uh, but we took a suggestion and we're going with it tonight. We're going to the world of sports tonight, specifically NFL football. And when you think about the greatest NFL football players of all time, specifically at the quarterback position, we always kind of measure the greatness of a quarterback by how many Super Bowls that they won. When you think about Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, Probably the first person that comes to mind these days is none other than uh, Tampa Tom. Now he's in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. You might think Joe Montana. You know, you might think Steve Young. You might think of all these great quarterbacks that have won Super Bowl rings. But there are great quarterbacks, Darius, that have never won a Super Bowl. And that's what we're going to debate tonight on episode 14 of the GOAT debate. We are debating the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. Darius, how are you feeling about that? So when it comes to, to football and specifically quarterbacks, the Super Bowl is the gauge of how great you are. You know, they they gauge, they put you on a pedestal based on how many Super Bowls you are. I you've won, and I don't know how many um, MVP trophies you mentioned. Tom Brady. I don't know how many regular season MVP trophies he has. I don't know what kind of records he has, but I know he's got the most Super Bowl victories, right? So, uh, so tonight is <laughs> are the best. Of the not best, I don't I, I don't know how to frame it. It's like a backhanded 
you know, compliment, you know, I guess. Of I, you, can't, you can't say the best of the not best because there are some Hall of Fame quarterbacks. In fact, I think that four of our top five quarterbacks are all in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and one probably will be at some point. He's not yet. So we can't say it's the best of the worst because no. I think there are some great quarterbacks who have uh, either made it to the Super Bowl and lost or just have never, never gone in their careers. But statistically, they are excellent quarterbacks. And we're going to talk about some of those guys tonight right here on the GOAT debate. And as we like to do with every episode before we get into our top five and debate that, we talk about the first two out, our two honorable mentions, two quarterbacks that never won a Super Bowl but deserve some recognition on tonight's episode. And our first quarterback is a guy who we see often. We see him on TV these days. He's, a, he's an NFL analyst. Uh, he's a radio host. He spent the majority of his football career playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. He did have a few seasons where he played for the New York Jets, uh, a brief stint with the Arizona Cardinals before retiring in the 1997 season with the Cincinnati Bengals. So our first honorable mention tonight for our listing of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl is Boomer Esiason, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. Darius, listen, I remember – uh, Boomer Esiason, he had his shots, man. Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken, they went to a Super Bowl. I know they made a couple of AFC championships, and he came up short. But Boomer Esiason is is one of those great quarterbacks that that we can talk about who's never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and it, you know, you 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 touched on it. He did go to a Super Bowl. Uh, he was getting blown out in that Super Bowl. He was <laughs> down 20 points at halftime and then, you know, started to get a roll in. He just happened to lose to one of the greatest teams in, in NFL history. It was a uh, uh, Joe Montana led 49ers squad. Yeah. And that, you know, he ended up getting it close. It ended up being 26 21. Um, but, and that was a great year for him. That, that year that he went to the, to the uh, Super Bowl, he was the, uh, the league MVP. Um, that was his only MVP year. So um, the, the 49ers had a better record that year and were, you know, the favorites coming in. But, um, you know, that that was his time to shine. He finally made it and then just happened to go up against another Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, you know, Joe Montana did what Joe Man Montana does. And, and, you know, unfortunately, Boomer never able to, to recover after that. I was in the 88. He went on to play for almost a decade after that right. and, uh, and, and, and never made it back. Right. Yeah. That was Super Bowl 23 uh, that uh, the Cincinnati played San Francisco. Cincinnati was from a records perspective, the better team. They were 12 and four in the regular season. San Francisco was 10 and six. Uh, but, you know, like you said, Joe Montana, you know, was a, uh, was you know this this Super Bowl winning quarterback? Of course, he had Jerry Rice. He had you know uh, Roger Craig at running back. 
He had a great defense led by Ronnie Lott. So the 49ers at that time were a, a juggernaut. But Boomer Esiason, as you said, he led um, he led his team to the Super Bowl, where in actuality, they had their chance to win the game, man. They lost the game 20-16. to 16. San Francisco scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. So they had their opportunities to win that game, but they uh, they came up short, and San Francisco, of course, won the Super Bowl. But Boomer Esiason, man, you know, a great career. You kind of you kind of alluded to it a little bit. The year he won uh, MVP, you know, he had over thirty five, you know, thirty five hundred yards passing. Uh, he actually had you know several. At that time, 3,000 yards. Now you got quarterbacks who pass for like 5,000 yards. But, you know, 3,000, 3,500 yards in a season, those were were excellent, excellent numbers. And Boomer Esiason actually did it consistently throughout his year, uh, throughout his career. He had a couple of off years. He actually finished his career with just under 38,000 passing yards, uh, 247 touchdowns and 184 uh, interceptions. So Boomer Esiason had a great career. I think he's now, if I'm not mistaken, an analyst with CBS, and mm-hmm. he also works with CBS Radio as well. And so I know it, he's a little controversial on the radio. He, he be saying some off-the-wall stuff, but uh, but uh, Boomer Esiason, no doubt, was one of uh, the greats to never win a Super Bowl. Anything else you want to add on Boomer? I just think that you know he may be more recognized for his broadcast work right. than his 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 football uh, playing days. So that's that's kind of an interesting uh, thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends. Like I was a you know I was an '80s baby, so seeing him play, I, I remember him playing in the '80s and you know and the '90s. Um, and you know, so so yeah, I guess just depending on when you were introduced to football you may probably recognize him more as a broadcaster than you did as a, as a football player, but he was a, he was a great football player. He was one of the great quarterbacks um, of, of his day for sure. So Boomer Esiason, our first honorable mention tonight, as we talk about and debate the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. Now our second honorable mention there is arguably should be in the top five. Statistically speaking, this guy should be in the top five. This guy is another quarterback who is now a in the broadcasting business, and that might be a that might be a trend here for because a lot of these guys. I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to give anything away. Most of our our list are players who are no longer active in the NFL. So this uh, the second quarterback that we're going to talk about. He had a listen, man. This guy had a great career. Uh, he's probably known for his time playing professionally with uh, with the San Diego Chargers. Uh, actually, he played his his entire career with the San Diego Chargers from 1973 to 1987. Listen to the stats, Darius. Six-time Pro Bowler. Three-time first-team All-NFL, second-team uh, second All-NFL once. Uh, he was voted MVP in 82, Offensive Player of the Year in 82, led the NFL in passing four times, 
and led the NFL in passing touchdowns twice. This guy statistically should have been in the top five. One of the greatest to never win a Super Bowl. We're talking about Dan Fouts, who now you can see broadcasting. I think he does NFL and college football as well. I see him more so on the college side of things. But let's talk about Dan Fouts, the football player, Darius. He was a great one. Yeah, he was great. And and the greatness comes from probably his work ethic because he was not highly recruited in college. You know, he, uh, I think, is a California guy, um, eventually got a scholarship to uh, University of Oregon. And then uh, he wasn't a high prospect coming out of college because he wasn't taken until the third round, you know, when there wasn't a ton of QBs um, ahead of him. I think only one pro bowler uh, was drafted in his class ahead of him. Uh, so, I mean, this guy, you know, you, you list all of his accolades and how great he ended up being, but, you know, folks, you know, didn't see it, you know, clearly, you know, uh, at first. But the other big thing is, compared to most of the people you say he should be on this list statistically, but unlike most of the, the, the people on their list, he never even made it to a Super Bowl. He got to two AFC championships, uh, could not lead his team over the edge, and and that's where it stayed uh, for him. So that's that's you know I think there might be one other person who 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 didn't um, also get to go to the Super Bowl. So those are the notable things about Mr. Fouts to me: how hard he worked and how you know underrated he was. Even though you know he eventually got the acclaim, he was. Um, uh, he was voted uh, all 1980s team, right? So a yep. um, lot, lot of accolades despite not getting the big accolade. Yeah, man. But when you think about statistically speaking, and Dan Fouts personally on my list, I think he came in. He actually made my list, and I think I had him at number four, if I'm not mistaken, on my on my list, my personal list. But we're talking about the best guys to never win the big one. So, you know, for me, now obviously getting there is, is great. And, and coming up short, I get that. But statistically speaking, I don't know if there are many guys that we're going to talk about tonight that can measure up to Dan Faust. He had over, he finishes his career with over 43,000 passing yards. Um, his, his record as a quarterback, was not great. He had 86 wins and 84 losses. So he was, he was, he was slightly above 500 in his career as a quarterback, his touchdown to interception ratio, not that great. 254 touchdowns versus 242 interceptions. So he almost threw as many picks as touchdowns, which maybe explains why he never made it uh, to a Super Bowl. But Dan Fouts was, uh, a quality quarterback. We talked about the awards from the all pro selections to uh, N- MVP and, and defense, I'm sorry, offensive player of the year uh, awards. And of course, Dan Fouts is also in the pro football hall of fame. He was inducted in 1993. And as Dara alluded to as well, uh, he made the uh, 1980s all decade team as well. So Dan Fouts, our second Honorable, honorable mention tonight, I can't talk uh, as we debate the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. So before we get into the top five, uh, we want to shout out everybody 
who's listening live on Facebook. We like to remind those who are listening to our podcast. If you ever want to check out the GOAT debate live, we broadcast every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and you can find it live on Facebook. So if you want to see um, our handsome faces, uh, be sure to uh, tune in. <laughs> Debatable. Be sure to tune in uh, on Facebook on Thursday nights uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, if you, if you can't make it, we appreciate you checking out the podcast uh, as well. So let's get into this top five, Dears. Five quarterbacks, five great quarterbacks who didn't quite win the big game, but are great quarterbacks, man. And so we're probably going to start with the guy who probably has played more recently than the other four guys that we have on our list. I think he, he's the guy that is um, closest to have, have played in the NFL recently. And he's, he's one of my favorites from, you know, from that 90s era, 2000s, uh, 2000s era. We probably know him more for his time with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a, a great quarterback for the Eagles. He did play one season for the Redskins. He played one season for the Minnesota Vikings before he retired. And he had his chance too. He took a he took an Eagles team to the Super Bowl and lost a heartbreaker in Super Bowl, I think it was 39 to Tom Brady, of course, and the New England Patriots. We're talking about none other than Donovan McNabb, Philadelphia Eagles, probably more known uh, for his, his time with the Philadelphia Eagles. As you see there, if you're watching live, the little stat line there, one Super Bowl appearance for McNabb. He played 12 NFL seasons. Donovan McNabb, man. Great quarterback, Darius. He, uh, you know, some of his stats. He, he's a six-time Pro Bowler. He was um, a great football player in college. He went to Syracuse University. He was first-team All Big East three times, uh, Big East Freshman of the Year. But from from a statistical standpoint in his NFL career, um, you know, like I said, six-time Pro Bowler always in the conversation, especially in his prime for like MVP. Uh, he passed over 30,000 30, yards. He had over 200 passing touchdowns and 3,000 rushing yards in his career. And he's only the fourth quarterback in NFL history to achieve that. So 30,000 passing yards, 200 touchdown passes, and 3,000 rushing yards. McNabb was, McNabb was a good one, man. McNabb was very good, and and I thought if T.O. caught seven balls, that's it, seven passes that Super Bowl, they were going to beat the Patriots. It, it ended up not yeah. happening. Uh, you know, both of them were, were really good. Um, over 300 yards for McNabb, three touchdowns. The problem was he, he also had three interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. also Tom Brady was really good that, that – uh, that game as well. So that didn't help him, but uh, you know, there's, he was, he was on my bubble. He was on my bubble. Um, I wasn't sure which way I was going to go with, with, with McNabb, but um, he's definitely one of the, the, the great, one of the greats. The, the thing I, I saw, you know, I was looking into this, like, you know, what was the percentage or the chance or, you know, that they would have to, 
win the Super Bowl based on just making it to the playoffs. Um, you know, because if obviously if you're not in the playoffs, you don't have that opportunity. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these that made our list, there are like 500 or below. Like they're getting to the playoffs didn't happen that often for these guys. Yeah, um, a lot of them were high picks. So you know, your your top picks are going to a worse team. So a lot of them, uh, you know, I saw they struggled in the first five six years. Um, you know, going on a drought and not not even making the playoffs there. Um, similar to something you think of how great Peyton Manning is. He didn't make the playoffs his first five, six years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up getting like what two rings. So um not uncommon for high draft picked quarterbacks as as I'm seeing. But uh Donovan McNabb, I really thought they were gonna win that Super Bowl, and I thought they would have that opportunity. But they that relationship between T.O. And, and Donovan broke up so quickly that surprise, T.O. was surprise. gone. It, yes, I know. I know. You know, T.O., and, and man. Donovan still holds that grudge to this day. He, <laughs> he knows T.O. messed up his Super Bowl he, championship. He kept him from a Super Bowl, man. That's all right. Yeah, listen, if he kept me from a championship, I'd be mad, too. I'd be mad, too. Yeah, but, but the thing is, he uh, – you know, T.O. came to that game with like a broken leg or something and, and played spectacular he did. For, for that. He was in. So, yep, I remember that. Yeah, he he did play very well. So he probably prevented him from going to future ones, you know. We thought maybe we'd see him again, but it just never happened for, for yeah. McNabb. And they had some good teams, man. The, the Eagles during those years had some, had some good teams. I mean, he made five. You talked about uh playoff appearances but that wasn't an issue with donovan mcnab and the philadelphia eagles they won the nfc east five times 2000 they won five times including four years in a row 01 02 03 04 they didn't win in 05 and came back and won again in 06 so they won the nfc east four out of five years so of course by winning their division they automatically made the playoffs. They went to the NFC championship five times and only made one Super Bowl appearance. So they lost four times in the NFC uh, championship game. They made the NFC championship in uh, 01 through 04. So the four straight years they won the NFC East, they went to the NFC championship game. Yeah. Then they went to the NFC Championship game again in 2008. So they had their chances, man. McNabb had his opportunities. They just couldn't get over the hump. They just couldn't do nah. it. Nah. And T.O. was the breaking point. And uh, when he left, they were fourth in their division, last in their division the following year. So that yeah. was just like the end. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, you know um, – they moved on, you know, the Eagles moved on from McNabb. I think they initially were trying to move on from him to like Kevin Cobb and then Cobb got hurt and Michael Vick had those spectacular years and kind of made his kind of made his comeback and then McNabb moved on to the Redskins and it didn't go <laughs> it didn't go very well uh for him for him in Washington. But nonetheless, Donovan McNabb had a, you know, had a great career, man. His his mm-hmm. record as a quarterback, 98, 62, and 1, which is which is really good. You know, that's that's solid. Over 37,000 passing yards, 
We talked about the touchdowns, you know, passing touchdowns, 234 to 117 interceptions. So Donovan McNabb was one of the greats, man. He had his opportunities. He just uh, came up short. And Donovan McNabb is not in the Hall of Fame yet. So it'll be interesting to see if he has amassed enough, you know, accolades to make the Hall of Fame. I I, I tend to, I, I tend know. to, I think he teeters on the border. And, you know, when you look at other guys, I mean, he has more passing yards. Look, we talked about um, in our honorable mentions, he has more passing yards than Boomer Esiason. Boomer Esiason's in, you know, Dan Fouts is in, but uh, Dan Fouts had like 10,000 more passing yards in his career than uh, than McNabb. But McNabb is more accomplished as a, as a team, you know, the teams he was on. So, you can make an argument that Donovan McNabb deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's just a, a question of whether or not he will actually get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Donovan McNabb coming in at number five on our list of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. And we're going to move on to the man that came in on at number four on our list. This guy, listen, um, when this guy retired from the NFL um, in 1978, I think is when he retired. Yeah. When he retired in 1978, he owned every major quarterback record, passing yards, touchdowns, you know, completions, you name it. He owned every single record. This guy played uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. That's probably – you know, his most notable, most notable time. He actually played with them on two separate occasions. So this guy was in the NFL from 1961 to 1978. He played for the Vikings, the Giants, and then the Vikings again. Coming in at number four on our list of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl is none other than Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton, three Super Bowl appearances, 17 seasons. If I'm not mistaken, he was on those Vikings teams that was known as the Purple People Eaters. I think that's what they what they called the defense uh, for the Minnesota Vikings during that time. Three Super Bowl appearances, and he just couldn't win the big one, Darius. He couldn't, and it's crazy. And, and you, you know, we mentioned the 17 seasons. That's kind of ridiculous. I mean. You know, I think Brady's on 19, I think. Mm-hmm. He, something something crazy like that. But he's a starter all the way through this. He started six all 16 games in the 17th season. Um, and not only that, he had his most completions he's ever had in, in his career at that point. I mean, his stats were never higher. He had the, the most yards uh, in a season at 3,468. Um so, I mean, like, he was still performing. Now, I'll ignore the whopping 32 interceptions he had that season. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, we're, Which, we're ignoring that stat. That, that doubles, like, his 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 career average uh, yeah. up until that point. But, um, I mean, it's just crazy that someone could play so long and, you know um, – you know, and do so well, you know, he ended up going to, like we said, three Super Bowls. One of them was not a very good performance. It's one of the worst performances 
in the history. He averaged like only less than four yards um, and had three interceptions, but that was against the steel curtain. You know, that's, you know, one of the greatest defenses in the history of the game. So um, he's one of those guys that I mentioned that, you know, it took him seven seasons before he uh, made it to the playoffs. But once he did, once he got to there and tasted it, Bam, he was off to the races and ended up getting it, you know, three Super Bowls, which is, a, you know, a crazy accomplishment in its own it right. Is. So I, it is. I, I, I highly, you know, just making it for me says something. So, um, you know, he's he's got awards on awards on awards and, yep. and you know, one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, definitely. He um nine-time Pro Bowler. He made an all-pro team. He won the MVP. He was Offensive Player of the Year. Of course, he's in the Hall of Fame. So this guy, statistically, he he could have been number one. You know, he had over 47,000 passing yards when he retired, which was most in the league at the time. He had 342 touchdowns to 266 interceptions. You know, his his record as a quarterback was 124-109-6, and which just leads you and shows you how long he played. He played a lot of games. So it shows you that he, he he stayed relatively healthy, you know, as well. And just for reference, man, Bleacher Report has a article that they did, of course, of their 50 greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. Fran Tarkenton was number two on that list. Uh, he comes mm-hmm. in at number four on our list. And just for reference, Darius, I just want to point out the guy that made my personal top five, there was an honorable mention, Dan Fouts. Bleacher Report had him at number three. He didn't even make our top five. Come on, man. Come on. That just means we have a better list. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what that means. <laughs> okay, all right. And, uh, and, and, for, and for reference, since we were talking about uh, other guys, Boomer Esiason was number 15 on the list. So so those are uh, some of the people that we, we discussed so far on, on our, on this episode, but Fran Tarkenton, no doubt, man, deserving of being in the top five. He comes in at number four on our list of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. And now we move on to number three, Darius. And this guy, man, you want to talk about, this guy was a stat machine. When you talk about talk about quarterbacks, you talk about passing yards, you talk about st- statistics, you talk about it all. This guy, I remember as a kid, you know, him being a, 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 a guy who I was like, wow, this guy is great. You know, you didn't see too many African-American quarterbacks back during the time when he played. You know, he, his career went from he actually started playing in the CFL in 1978 before joining the NFL in 1984. So he played in the NFL from 1984 to 2000. So his career actually ends up playing in, you know, three, he ends up playing four decades. If you count his time in the CFL, he played in the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, and the two thousands. One of uh, the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but just never won a Super Bowl. And we're talking about none other than the great Warren Moon. Warren Moon coming in at number three on our list of greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. As you can see, there are zero Super Bowl appearances in 12 seasons. 
you know, Warren didn't have the luxury really um, of playing on a ton of 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 good teams. He, but he he was oh. a but he was a stats machine, man. Nine time Pro Bowler. He um he was the Pro Bowl MVP. Listen to this, Darius. He was the Pro Bowl MVP in 1998. He retired in 2000. He started playing in 1978. So he's 20 years in the game, and he wins a Pro Bowl MVP. Now, I know people are going to say, well, the Pro Bowl is, you know, that's not really a lot. But, I, it's, you know, it's kind of a, you know, people don't have high regard for the Pro Bowl. But at his age to do that, was uh was was incredible. He was an offensive player of the year. Uh, he won an MVP award. He was a man of the year. You know, two-time NFL passing yards leader, touchdown leader in 1990. I mean, this guy was great. He did win a championship just in the CFL, not the NFL. He won the Grey Cup, which is the the CFL championship uh, trophy. But we're talking about Super Bowl, so we're talking about NFL championships, and Warren Moon unfortunately never won one. Yeah, and and that's the the problem. Why he didn't you know may may not have gone to a uh, a better team? Well, not necessarily because if he got drafted, it would have been a crummy team as well. But the problem. Let's go back to the problem. Was they didn't see black athletes for some odd reason as worthy of being a quarterback which is the uh, most ridiculous thing absolutely uh, ridiculous you know we're, we're finally getting you know uh black quarterbacks uh, an opportunity and they're they're running the league right now with you know patrick Mahomes and lamar jackson uh i'm still gonna throw my boy cam newton up there as he's gonna be healthy in in, in new england but back to warren moon I mean, you talk about what he, you know, I know we're we're on this NFL, but five seasons and five championships in the Canadian Football League. That's ridiculous. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's insane. So you, you talk about how well he performed, you know, in his 20th year as a pro footballer. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy was balling from day one and then. The, you know, he finally gets gets a chance, and the, the reason he goes to the Oilers is because his head coach from the CFL went to coach for the Oilers. Right. So, right. You know, that was that the was Ryan, Maybe, right? But was that Bo Ryan? Uh, Hugh Campbell. Oh, okay, Hugh, Hugh Campbell. Okay, so Bo, I think Bo Ryan came later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like. Had he, had Hugh not gone to the Oilers, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe he ended up on a better team somewhere else and may have gotten an opportunity to win um, a championship. But you, you know, you mentioned all the the freaking stats that this guy had um, is, is ridiculous, and and the fact that you know he he's in the Hall of Fame now uh, for a good reason. So maybe there's some some uh, you know, of course there's some redemption in that, but. It's just a shame that he didn't get to play for a better team, you know, with some more, you know, better talent around him. But Warren Moon absolutely is one of the greatest ever done. We talk about Tom Brady playing at this age. <laughs> Think about Warren Moon. You you mentioned yeah. it. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> the Pro Bowl. I mean, just tearing things yeah. up, you know. Much yeah, I mean, 
and I and I talked about him, you know, people not having high regard for the Pro Bowl just to make the Pro Bowl in 1998 when you're 20 years in, you know, is a feat within itself. And I, and I said he didn't have a lot of opportunity, but Warren Moon did. His his Oilers teams made the playoffs seven times while he was while he was quarterback there, and he made it once in Minnesota. They just didn't win. They just didn't. They just didn't win games when they made the playoffs. I think in '87 and '88 they they won a game, and then they they made it to the you know to the next round and lost. Happened again. Uh, happened again in '91. But every other year they were they were one and done. So never really got very close to to uh, to a Super Bowl. He did. He did get close. I I, I'm, I was blanking on this. Uh, the Bills, the Bills in 1992. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean that that big the big comeback where the the, the legendary uh, story yeah. about uh, people booking flights yeah, to yeah, go yeah. to the next game. Right? <laughs> oh, no, was that that wasn't Warren Moon, right? It was in. Uh, was it not him? Am you I said lying? 92, you said ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. That wasn't Warren Moon, was it? No, that was him. If it was ninety two, it was yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right, cool. Well, yeah, back, back to the almost making it. <laughs> <laughs> he was on his way, and then got upset yeah. by the bills. Yeah. So yeah, man. So yeah. So he got. So he got. He got that. Okay. So in ninety two, he got very close. Um, you know, every other year it was. You know, it was kind of one and done, or they advance one round and 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 then lose, but. But man, statistically speaking, just his his greatness, man. Warren Moon, you know, almost just under. He had over forty nine thousand yards passing, almost hit the fifty thousand yard mark. Two hundred and ninety one touchdowns, two hundred and thirty three interceptions. Um, his record as a starting quarterback was one hundred two and one hundred one, so he was just above five hundred. But man. We talked about it. Nine-time Pro Bowler, Walter Payton Man of the Year in 1989, and of course, uh, an NFL Hall of Famer. So Warren Moon is one of the greats, man. And again, at a time where you didn't see too many African American quarterbacks, I remember him. I remember Doug Williams from the Washington Redskins, who did win a Super Bowl, and yeah. uh, and still didn't break down really that whole bear that myth that uh, black guys couldn't you know, couldn't be quarterbacks. Cause I mean, when you think about African-American quarterbacks in the eighties, those are probably the two guys that, uh, that come to mind. And of course, uh, a, a guy like Randall Cunningham, you know, you think about, you think about him as well. Uh, who was a, who was another, a great Eagles quarterback, but, uh, but yeah, man, Warren Moon, no doubt deserving to be on this list coming in at number three, for our greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. And now we move on to number two. And listen, the the vote for, for from the tribe between number two and number one was very close. Uh the, or the the actually I take that back. Number number one and was tied first place was tied. So this guy was tied for first place with the the tribes votes. If you guys understand how our voting system works, we take a composite of the tribe vote, Darius's vote, and my vote, and we give them point values, and then we come up with the ranking. So 
He was number one, tied for first on the tribes list. He came in at number one on your list, which I thought was a little surprising. He came in at number three on my list. And so because of that, he was one point short of being number one, and thus he's number two, and deservedly so, okay? He should have been number one, but we'll we'll get into that when we get to number one. But this guy, if there was ever an athlete that you just felt bad for, if there was ever a franchise, a team that you ever felt bad for, it was those Buffalo Bills teams in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s. You just felt so bad for them. Listen, the Buffalo Bills at the time, and I hope my cousin doesn't listen to this podcast because for some strange reason, she's a Buffalo Bills fan today. Better be careful careful with these words. Born and raised in, in Detroit. So the Lions, as most people know, aren't consistently good. (laughs) So when you live in a city where your football franchise is not great, you kind of find some secondary teams that you like and some teams that you enjoy watching. And I remember Darius Brown. I'm going to take you back to when a young Meech was just a wee lad. And uh, there was a Christmas where he wanted a football. And I open up my Christmas present under the Christmas tree, and lo and behold, I get a Buffalo Bills football. And so because of that, I don't know why I got a Buffalo Bills football and I was from Detroit. I don't know what my mama or whoever bought the football for me was thinking. But because I had this Buffalo Bills football, I actually started to become a fan of the Buffalo Bills. You know, they were kind of like my second team. And so during those years, the Scott Norwood missed field goal, you know, we could go on and on. But but I say all that to say that the quarterback who comes in at number two on our list of the greatest to never win a Super Bowl is Jim Kelly, man. And, and I feel awful. Jim Kelly played 10 seasons in the Super Bowl. He went to the – I mean, 10 seasons in the NFL – He went to the Super Bowl four times. That's a great ratio, Darius. 40% of your career, you go to the championship game. That's a most athletes, if they could get to the championship game of their league 40% of their career, they take it, right? Because because you play the odds, you think if I go to the championship 40% of my career. I'm going to get at least one win out that boy, but not Jim Kelly. Oh, Jim Kelly went to the Super Bowl, not just four times, Darius, not just four times in his 10-year career, four years in a row, in a row. The Buffalo Bills win the AFC Championship four years in a row and lose every single time. It's one of the great tragedies in the history of sports. And he's speechless. He has nothing, he has nothing to say. The reason, Stokes, why I'm speechless <laughs> is because you weren't the only one 
with a Buffalo Bills football. <laughs> Growing up, I was a big Buffalo Bills fan. My mother is from right outside of Buffalo in a town called Tonawanda, New York. Okay. And the 90s was very exciting and very painful for me, Stokes. Those four, do you do you know the pain? You don't know because you're a Lions fan, but let me tell you about it. The pain, the, the hype, let's start with the hype of coming on the bus on that Friday when your team is about to go and play in the Super Bowl because back then they, there was no such thing as the Panthers, so I, my mother's home um, team was my team. I was all in. This is, what, middle school for me. And you talk about the Monday getting on the bus. <laughs> Everybody knows that you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Yo, they, let, so they let you hard. have it. They let you have they it. Have it. Yeah, I, I bet. Tears the night before because my team consistently makes it to the Super Bowl and consistently fails. The first year was a blown field goal. Yeah. The next year, okay, we're back. We're ready to get some redemption. But apparently that was still haunting him. Jim Kelly fumbled three times in that game. It's tied for the most ever in a single Super Bowl. I mean, and then we have the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. I hate till this day because of this. I'm trying not to harp on the the negatives, but it's so hard, Stokes. It's yeah. so hard. But let's get back to Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly, you know, he's he everybody knows about that or should know about that 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 draft class, that legendary draft class with all the greatest QBs ever in history in mm -hmm. one single draft. You know, he doesn't go to to the uh the, the NFL right away. He he stops in at, you know, the Houston Gamblers, which is I believe um USFL where yep. he got MVP yep. there, rookie of the year. And then from there he took off, you know, um you know, he's got, you know, touchdown leaders in and 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 passer rating leaders, and eventually got to the to the Super Bowl four times, um, you know, and it just did not go his 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 way. So, uh, you know, I feel for him, um, and I, I was just, I was, I, I still feel for him, but you know, I'm I'm also annoyed that you didn't put him as number one because he is one of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. Stokes, the tribe saw it, I saw it. Why didn't you see it? I mean, I, I did see it. He made my list. He was he was number three. I gave him more credit. I think some of the other guys that made the list obviously had better stats than Jim Kelly. But Jim Kelly probably has the, the best stat of all in that he went to the Super Bowl four times. Right. But And he didn't play long as long as a lot of these guys either. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, he only had only a, he only had a ten year he only had a 10-year NFL career. Like you said, he made a he made a pit stop uh in the USFL. He only played there one year, but uh he 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 didn't play long. And I mean, I would imagine that he just he was so distraught from losing in the Super Bowl that he just was like, you know, screw this. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna retire. But 
as a player, he had a, I mean, his record as a quarterback was amazing. He was 101 and 59. You know, he, he completed 60% of his passes. He made the Pro Bowl five times. He was all pro one season. Of course, he's in the Hall of Fame. So, so Jim Kelly's great, man. He just, you know, I just felt like there were a couple of guys. I think I had Fran Tarkenton ranked higher than him. And, uh, of course, the guy who we're going to talk about this number one, I had obviously ranked higher than him. But, man, Jim Kelly going to four straight Super Bowls and coming up short, man, is Wow, it's I, I still remember to this day, like 1990, you know, New York Giants versus the Buffalo Bills. I remember watching the game with my grandfather. I remember us being in the den. I can I literally can visualize a certain sporting events. I can remember, you know, even from you know, from my childhood, I can remember where I was and what I was doing. And that's one of and there there aren't very many uh Super Bowls that that I remember, but that Super Bowl, when Scott Norwood missed that field goal, you know, I definitely remember that. And of course, the Buffalo Bills are a memorable, you know, team for all the wrong reasons. But Jim Kelly, again, you know, great quarterback. We talked about it. He made the Hall of Fame. You know, he had over 35,000 passing yards. And to accomplish that in 10 years is you know, it, it, it's great. It's great. And uh, James in the chat room says, Darius cried for four years. And yes, Darius did cry uh, for four years because his beloved Buffalo Bills did not win the Super Bowl. I didn't know the backstory, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I did not mean to strike a chord and to bring back, you know, uh, traumatic memories from your childhood. I'm sorry. It's very traumatic. I, I went up to, to to training camp there and and, and and waited in the heat and got got autographs. I don't know what happened to them. Uh, <laughs> oh, you were yeah, a legit Buffalo fan. You were a real fan. That's the only uh, any anything from the NFL or in any pro league that I've actually attended <laughs> was a was a was a, a, a training camp. But um, and just to, to, to leave it off, his 60% um, completion rate is higher than anybody else on this list. So, um, you know, he's balling out and, 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 you know, completing the passes. He's not, you know, some people are in systems where they just throw, 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 and then, you know, maybe they rack up some, some um, you know, points and awards that way by just throwing, 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 but maybe aren't so accurate. Jim Kelly's the most accurate. Barely, because the guy that's number one, statistically speaking, he blows these other guys uh, out of the water. But Jim Kelly coming in at number two on our list of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. Jim Kelly went four times, but he never won, unfortunately. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode 14 of the Goat Debate Podcast. Before we get to number one, Darius, as we like to do here at the Goat Debate, we like to talk about our snubs. We like to talk about some quarterbacks who weren't honorable mentions, didn't make our top five, but maybe... They could have been worthy of either list. And so we we dub them our snubs. 
and we're going to talk a little bit about them before we get to number one. Darius, do you have a snub tonight? Um, I do, and this guy he didn't he didn't win the Super Bowl, of course. That's why he's on this list. But right. he did he did win two esteemed uh, NFL quarterback challenges. I don't know if you remember those back in the day. You remember I the do. game? I, I do that game. I used to love that game. I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. It just kind of faded away. But that was a great game, and that's how I got familiar with a lot of the, you know, older quarterbacks. You know, is 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 through that game, and and one of the stars of that game was Randall Cunningham. That was my uh, mm-hmm. my snub there. Uh, you know, a dual threat um, quarterback. He got to the NFC uh, championship in 1998 and and lost uh, there, but played 15 seasons and. Um, you know, he didn't have the highest completion rate. He didn't have the, you know, the most yards there, but he was also an exciting quarterback to watch. Um, yeah. you know, so it was one of my favorite quarterbacks to play with in the game and to watch in, you know, real life there. And he was unstoppable in tech mobile too. We just need to go ahead and, uh, and, and, and throw that and throw that out there as, as well. It is a real game. Absolutely. Real absolutely game. a real game. Um, so I really don't have a snub per se, because, um, I think my top five, if I'm not mistaken, they all were either on in the top five or they were, they were honorable mentions, if I'm not mistaken, but I do want to talk about a quarterback and this one's going to hit home for, for those that are, um, familiar with the, the history of the Detroit Lions. So, Darius, I want to I want to throw this out to you. There are only four franchises in the history of the NFL to have never won a Super Bowl, and uh, the or I'm I'm sorry to never appear in a Super Bowl, and the uh, the Detroit Lions are one of those four franchises, unfortunately. And right now we have a quarterback. His name is Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's probably regarded as now the greatest quarterback in Detroit Lions franchise history. Prior to Matthew Stafford, the Lions had a quarterback who, uh, upon leaving, cursed our franchise. The Detroit Lions actually have won multiple NFL championships. Before there were Super Bowls, the Detroit Lions won NFL championships in the 1950s. During like three teams, games, probably. Their quarterback was a guy by the name of Bobby Lane. And Bobby Lane, so it, locally to Detroit, there's a curse. And they call it the curse of Bobby Lane. That's why the Lions have not made the Super Bowl because of this. Think of like the Chicago Cup, the, you know, think of the curse of the Bambino and, you know, all those mm-hmm. different things. So we have the curse of Bobby Lane here locally. And um, Bobby Lane was a great quarterback. He never won a Super Bowl. He won NFL championships, never won a Super Bowl. But I blame Bobby Lane for for my Detroit Lions not making the Super Bowl. He's a three-time NFL champion, six-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. He led the league in passing twice. He uh, made the all-decade team, of course, in the 50s. But he was a great quarterback. But technically speaking, he played during the Super Bowl era but he never won a Super Bowl. And because of him, the Lions 
never won a Super Bowl. So that's my snub tonight. I know you're looking confused, but Bobby Lane. You listen to snub that nobody's ever heard of? I've heard of, of Detroit. Outside of Detroit. Is this Bubba Lang, whoever he is? Bobby <laughs> is this- Lang. Bobby. Not Bubba. Bobby. <laughs> Did he run off Barry Sanders? Did he force uh, Calvin Johnson to retire? What do you mean? He, he's the, the cause of y'all not making it to the Super Bowl. Nobody's even Bobby- heard of this guy. It's the curse of Bobby Lang. That's why the Lions have never made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> No, because your, your your leadership's horrible. That's why. That's why you haven't made it to the Super Bowl. Okay, here, here, okay. The Lions traded Bobby Lane to the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1958. And after the trade, he said the Lions would not win for 50 years, meaning the Lions would not win a championship for 50 years. And it happened. He was a voodoo guy. It happened. The Lions no, happened. It's 1958. 50 years later is 2008. We still, and that was 2000. Did he forget to look the curse? Did he? Did he? He's, uh, he's he got to be dead, right? Oh, he, he died. Did. You're never going to win. You're never going to win. He forgot to lift the curse before he died. Did he die before? He had to have died before the curse. I wish his last up. dying wish. I wish his last dying wish was to lift a curse. I wish that was the <laughs> last thing he did before he died. But apparently, I don't think he did. He was so angry at the Lions for trading him that uh, that he put this curse on. Now, supposedly, the curse was supposed to expire <laughs> in two thousand nine. Who did the Lions draft? Matthew Stafford. So Matthew Stafford is supposed to be like the chosen one. He's supposed oh, to be man. the guy who comes in and and resurrects us from this broken curse. And it 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 hasn't happened. We have not won a playoff game. We've been to the playoffs with Matthew Stafford as quarterback, but we've lost in like the first round like every time. I'm pretty sure your treatment of Barry Sanders, it was about to get lifted, and Barry Sanders like, uh-uh, let me go ahead and renew this curse for a couple more decades. Right. So now it's going from the curse of Bobby Lay to the curse of Barry Sanders to the curse of Calvin Johnson. So, we, man, we, I'm just screwed, man. I'm about to start being a Buffalo Bills fan again or something. I don't know. Hey, you, you're going to have a closer chance to, to win. But is, is it like when you uh, murder a bunch of people, you get, like, 50 life sentences? <laughs> Y'all got about 50 licenses on y'all right now. <laughs> the, curse, the curse of Bobby Lane. Yeah. He well, played so long ago. I can't even I can't even find his stats, man. Uh you, of course. I mean, yeah, I'm man. Sure but, Bobby, uh, Bobby, Bobby Lane was amazing. <laughs> Bobby Lane. Uh yeah, but but yeah, man, the Lions retired his number. You would have thought retiring his number, he might have lifted the curse after that. After that <laughs> nice gesture of love, they would have they would have lifted the curse. But they did. You owe that man, <laughs> right? I mean, he Your won have not been paid. NFL, NFL championships before there were Super Bowls. I mean, he led the Lions to three championships. So did the Bills, I believe. But you know, yeah. nobody gives them credit for that. So right, yeah, it's, it's all about Super Bowl era. Uh, the tribe, real quick. They had um, a couple of guys on their list. I think Randall Cunningham uh, was was somebody on their list. The only modern quarterback. 
to get any consideration. The only active quarterback to get any votes in this was Phillip Rivers, which, eh, you know, I mean, Phillip Rivers has, has some good stats. Now he's what? He's with the Colts now. He's like, he's been playing forever too, though, man. He's been, mm. he's been in the league a long time. And so he was the only like modern day quarterback that's still playing today to get any votes in this uh, greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. But so I guess I would consider him a snub. Like I said, Randall Cunningham got some votes, but, but yeah, so, so yeah, man, but moving on from uh, my disgruntledness with the curse of Bobby Lane to the man who is the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. They say men lie. They say women lie, Darius. But numbers don't lie. And this guy has all the numbers. One of, listen, he is one of the, he's, he's one, he's probably top. If you talk, if you tell people to name their top five to 10 quarterbacks to ever play, regardless of Super Bowl accomplishments, period, he's probably on that list, even though he did not win a Super Bowl. Again, another guy who retired and moved to the, the NFL analyst side of things. But tonight, coming in at number one, the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Shane is going to be excited about this. Miami stand up. It's Dan Marino. Listen, Darius, I don't know how Jim Kelly. Well, I do know now. I know the backstory. I know how Jim Kelly was number one on your list. You were a big I couldn't have voted. A, a division rival as the number one greatest of anything. I, 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 I get it. I get it. But Dan Marino, statistically speaking, is the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Dan Marino, the guy's legend, man. Nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, NFL's most valuable player in 1984, Offensive Player of the Year in 84, Walter Payton, man of the year, NFL comeback player of the year. I mean, we could we could do this all day, man. He was led the NFL in passing five times, led the NFL in touchdown passing three times. All NFL, you know, he's the on the 100th anniversary team. This dude is a legend. And the craziest part about Dan Marino is. He went to the Super Bowl as a rookie, his rookie season, and never went to the Super Bowl again after 16 seasons. That is crazy. It's ridiculous. You know, you know, 23, 23 going to the Super Bowl. And he's talked about this, you know, all the time because he's always asked when you get to the Super Bowl so early, you don't anticipate that you'll never ever go back. Right. And that's exactly what happened to him. And and and, and he balled out in that, that Super Bowl. He just happened to go up against a prime. This is a rookie going up against a prime Joe Montana. So they it was the first Super Bowl in, in history where both quarterbacks Threw for over 300 yards, so it was a a a a a, a killer game, and that was fitting yeah. to to what would actually be his legacy, just putting up numbers, you know. Um, yeah. 
He, I think he only had one losing season. You know, I mean, he didn't make the playoffs every year, um, but I think he only had one lo- losing season in 16 seasons. So, I mean, right. the guy was just he, – he was a winner without winning the big one. He was, he was you know, he, he ended up getting to the conference championship, I think, two more times. But they were blown out. I think they, you know, had a combined scores of like sixty to twenty-four in those two games. So you know, he he got close again. But man, it, how heartbreaking is that? You know, that you don't even realize it as it's you know in the moment because you're still winning, you're still getting um, to the conference championship. But when you when it's done at that point, where Jim Kelly was having all those heartbreaks in the you know towards the end with. It ended up being the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Marino still had that inspiration. He still had that that uh you know that hope. But then once you're done, you look back and like, dang, I did a lot, yes. but still couldn't win the championship. Yeah, man. I mean, when you think about great, you know, he's he's probably the, listen. I mean, he not just quarterback. I mean, he's probably the greatest player in NFL history to never win the Super Bowl. I mean, when you think about your your major sports, you know, just great guys that never won Super Bowls. You know, everybody in basketball they talk about Barkley or Carl Malone mm-hmm. or you know guys like that. And I mean, Marino is, you know, he's 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 up there. I mean, this guy, man, sixty one thousand three hundred and sixty one passing yards, four hundred and twenty touchdowns to two hundred and fifty two interceptions that's an incredible ratio you talked about uh his 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 winning percentage you know during his seasons as a as a player he was 147 and 93 you know as a starting quarterback he played 242 games in his career he started 240 of them so he was durable you know he he has seasons of course where he had injuries but i mean when he was available to play he played first quarterback in nfl history to have six 4,000-yard seasons, the first NFL quarterback in history to pass for 5,000 yards in a single season. Now that re- that seems to get eclipsed every season. I mean, now it's such a passing league now. He was doing it when it wasn't a passing league, and now the NFL is such a passing league. Now 5,000 yards, if, if you don't pass for 4,000, you know, they're going to think something's wrong with you. They're going to be like, hey, he, he's no good. But, I mean, at the time, you know, running backs were kind of the marquee thing, and Marino was killing it. At the time he retired, he owned 40 NFL single-season and career passing records. Now, of course, many of them are broken now, but to retire and have 40 records on the books is is greatness, man. I, I was a huge damn Marino fan, so I didn't particularly – you know, I didn't root for the Dolphins or anything, but I just like he was just an exciting player to watch. Uh, I couldn't stand Dan Marino. I uh, yeah, could not Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo and Miami are in the AFC East. I get it. Okay, yes. all right. So it's kind of like me growing up with uh, with Brett Favre and you know and guys like that. Like I did not like Brett Favre growing up. It was just like you know. And as exciting as the Vikings were when they had like Dante Culpepper and Randy, I couldn't stand those guys. They were in the same division. And now 
I got to deal with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy because, you know, Green mm-hmm. Bay is, you know, is in the same division as the Lions. So I get it, man. I get why you wouldn't be a Marino fan. But no doubt, Dan Marino, I, I, I for me, it's no doubt he's the greatest quarterback to never win the Super Bowl. And, and we can't talk about Dan Marino without talking about his cameo in and 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 Jim Carrey's movie. Come on, like <laughs> what was it Ace Ventura? Was Ace Ventura. Yeah, it yeah. may have not been the greatest acting uh, cameo you've ever seen, but yeah. it was a notable appearance as well as a uh, bad boys. You know, he got his car yeah, stolen. Yeah, bad, boys. bad boys. Yeah, I was gonna say he's been a, he's made some cameos in a couple of movies. So yeah, so yeah, Dan Marino. Yeah, man. He uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, now he works for he was working for CBS. I don't know if he still does, but uh, but I know he was with CBS for a while. He used to do Inside the NFL on HBO. I know he was on that show for a while. So I'm not sure if he still does analyst work, but uh, no doubt, not just one of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl, but one of the top ten quarterbacks, in my opinion in NFL history, period. So that's it. It's our list of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. Just to recap, for those that missed out, our two honorable mentions tonight were Dan Fouts and Boomer Esiason. We had Donovan McNabb at number five, Fran Tarkenton at number four, Warren Moon at number three, Jim Kelly at number two, and, of course, Dan Marino at number one, our list of the greatest quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. I want to throw a quick acknowledgement out to Eugene, who gave us a snub, Steve McNair. Steve McNair, look, when you talk about the closest to never win a Super Bowl, in the literal sense, I don't think anybody ever got as close as Steve McNair got. I mean, he was within inches, literally, inches. of beating the Rams in that Super Bowl and and winning the Super Bowl with the Tennessee Titans came up so so close, just short of winning it. Steve McNair was a great quarterback, you know. Obviously, he had unfortunately passed away, but uh, you know, definitely a worthy snub. I want to say McNair got a vote or two uh, from the tribe as well. So I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge that, but thanks to Eugene. Uh, for pointing that out for us. So we want to thank you guys so much for listening to episode 14 of the GOAT Debate Podcast. Be sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to our social medias. We're at GOAT underscore debate on Instagram and Twitter. You can search the GOAT Debate Podcast on Facebook. You'll find us there as well. Of course, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find the GOAT Debate. Just look us up. Subscribe. Give us feedback. Let us know what we can do better. Uh, Let us know how great we are. Either or, we uh, accept all of the constructive criticism. You can also email us any show ideas at goatdebate at gmail.com. These last two episodes were Tribe's Choice, so we definitely take suggestions from our listeners uh, to topics to debate. It makes it even more fun for us when you guys are um, are involved as well. Darius, any parting shots before we uh, sign off for this episode? Nope. I guess I'm going to go and cry about another loss. Jim <laughs> Kelly has 
Well, Jim Kelly does have a victory, man. He he's he's beating cancer right now, man. That's so true. we got we got to we got to show him love for doing that. Jim Kelly's definitely beating cancer. I know that's something he's been battling for a long time, so we definitely are glad that he's winning that Super Bowl for sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right, guys. Look out for us on social media. That's all yeah. I got to say. Yeah, look out for us on social media. We're active, man. We're always active. We're out here, man. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Goat Debate. We'll see you guys next week for another exciting episode. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, we appreciate it. Peace. Peace.